Hi guys, we're Proverbs 31 Mamas, or at least we're trying to be. Tune in with your hosts, Jenny and Rachel, every Thursday for new episodes of the Proverbs 31 Mamas podcast, where we'll talk faith, marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to Proverbs 31 Mamas. Um, We are in part seven of our virtue series. And we are going to be talking about being industrious today. I'm going to start this by saying that today in particular is the least industrious I've felt in a (laughs) long time. Um, but that's just being real with you guys <laughs> that we are nowhere near perfect or having or having ourselves put together. Um, yeah, I want to start with that, that I'm not feeling super industrious today, but maybe that's a good reason to talk about this. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm also <laughs> not feeling overly industrious today. Um, but what I can say is that I would like to be. So isn't that kind of half the battle I would like to think, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to start, right? The de- the desire to be industrious is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to start it's, somewhere. You do, and it's there. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely there, but um, we are so glad that you guys are back again and... We want to say thank you. I know a lot of you have um, reached out. I'm sure with you too, Rachel. I mean, a lot of the time they'll say things on, you know, like the Facebook group about um, Hannah's testimony last week. That was really great. And um, yeah, thank you. We really appreciate like the feedback and you guys interacting with us. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Um, It's so heartwarming to hear. Um, that you guys are listening and that, you know, you're enjoying what we're talking about. Um, I did that thing again where I had a thought and it just, it just flew away. It's because you're not industrious today. That's why. <laughs> that's straight facts right there. You're spitting straight facts. I yep. <laughs> uh, You know what? It's also a week. What? No, I don't know. A week and a half ish before Christmas. Uh, there's what, like almost two weeks. Twelve. There's Whatever. twelve days, and I know that because we have a countdown thing. It's like shaped like a little barn, and there's like cubes in it with numbers on them. And every day, every morning, Mason gets up and changes the cubes so that it counts down. Um, it's twelve days today until Christmas. Okay. Well, see, there you go. So I think most people's brain is kind of just like, "Whoa, what's happening?" My you brain know. is soup. Yeah, there's so many things, there's so many things going on, but, um, you know, the goals are there and the thought is there and that's why we have God's grace because, you know, we, you just got to try your hardest. And I think that that, um, that's kind of part of today too, like trying, (laughs) trying your hardest. Yeah. And I'm definitely feeling about the part, you know, where, the, the idea of the, the Proverbs 31 woman that she doesn't groan or complain when it's time to complete her tasks. That's not me. That's who I want to be. That's yes. who I don't know how to be right now. And I guess that's why we're here on this journey. Yes. Um, it's a journey. Well, especially at work. Um, if I haven't mentioned it before, I work in an elementary, I work with elementary age children. Um, a lot of them some days, and we're so close to Christmas break. And I am just, I'm like, we're so close. So close. But, yeah, but so far away. Yep. I just want to be, I just wanted to be done. <laughs> you just, you need a little bit of a break and that's okay. That's okay to, you know, say that I just am feeling like I need a break. You know? That's true. I, I. I think that's it. I mean, it's important to recognize when, because you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's it's finding that balance between being industrious but not burning 
yourself out because burnout is very real. Yes. Especially when you're a mom. Yes. Well, so what I'm thinking is, why don't I read real quick from the Proverbs 31, starting in verse 17, and maybe that will just, you know, kind of give you guys, if you don't, if you don't know what that is, maybe this will like clear it up a little bit. Does that sound good to you? That sounds fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to start Proverbs 31, obviously, (laughs) verse 17. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. Um, and that was from the ESV. Um, normally, I actually I have my NIV. <clears throat> But I'm just reading from my app right now. So hopefully that gives you just a little bit of insight um, on kind of what we're, you know, talking about today. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you probably kind of feel the same that we do right now. Just kind of there's so many things to juggle and trying to figure out like the right perspective, which perspective I think is obviously I mean, that's so important because I think if you if you can wrap your head <laughs> at least somewhat around having that right perspective, it's so much easier to like have a goal for certain things, you know? Yes. I I think the <clears throat> also what I wanted to what I wanted to add about burnout is that I not just as a mom. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom. It doesn't matter if you're not a mom, but you're working. It doesn't, I mean, the, the, the burnout is so real. So finding that balance between like getting the things done that you need to get done or, and setting goals um, for things that you want to do and then doing the things it's, it's a daily, I mean, it's something that I think we're all working at every day in our own way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And to do, you know, to learn to do things willingly and to do it, you know, with a, you know, everything that you do, you know, and it doesn't look the same for everybody because everybody has, you know, a completely um, different life. You know, Um, if we're talking about, you know, moms, some stay at home, some, some, you know, some work in the home that's very much work um some work outside of the home and they work at home you know what I mean like it's it everything looks different um for different people so it's kind of you know I think figuring out okay well these are the things that I do or these are the things that um I would like to do maybe I want to add in and I think it's just um number one is just trying to have a good attitude about it and trying to look at things as Yes, I have to get up in the morning and I, you know, need to get going and I need to make sure my kids are up, you know, they get their breakfast, you know, um, just make sure that the house is in order so that you can start your day on a decent foot. I mean, that's like (laughs) such a good goal, like number one, you know, as a busy mom. 
I don't know how to do that. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> My mornings are chaos. I'm not a morning person. I've never been a morning person, but, um, you know, God, he knows what he's doing. And he's given me not only a husband that's a morning person, but two children who are also morning people, meaning that they just wake up with the right amount of energy that they need for the day. Um, And that's not me. And it's never been me. Um, So I'm just never with the program in the morning. Very rarely. Well, Well, that was totally an option. (laughs) We get out of the house and we get out of the house on time. Well, no one said that you're, no one says that you have to be perfect because, you know, you're not God. So that's okay. That's very true. And that's something that I remind myself constantly, but you're, Um, you're doing it. You're still doing it, you know? Yes. And not to like make this the Rachel show or like make this about me, but I, um, as I often do have not super prepared for this. So I'm just kind of spitballing my thoughts as I'm having them, which can be dangerous if you know me, but buckle up. Um, Something I've been thinking a lot about in regards to this episode is so for me personally, I know I shared a little bit about this in my, um, my testimony, but I've mentioned it before. I'm what some folks would call neuro spicy. Um, neuro tit nor I can't talk neurodivergent so I have ADHD um, and I don't mean to make that my whole personality I might accidentally do that sometimes um, but since I found that out so I'm 31 now I was 29 when I found that out um, and it made a lot of stuff make sense about the way I do things but the biggest thing I think it's given me great like it's it's causing me to get it's forcing me to give myself more grace but I also haven't figured out how to fix it yet um there's something I don't know if you want to call it a phenomenon or whatever but um there's something that can happen when you have ADHD and it's called task paralysis and it's something that I didn't know there was a name for but I absolutely struggle with so basically like you have so many things to do um but your brain doesn't know or can't figure out how to prioritize them. So instead of being able to like make a to-do list of all the things and then just do them, like my brain, it just doesn't, it just quits. It says, nope, this is too much. We are, we're going to just shut down. We can't. So then we're going to do none of the things. Then we're going to feel real bad about that later and become a big ball of anxiety. Um, And for the longest time, I just thought that I was like lazy for lack of a better word and now I understand that I'm not and that it's actually a thing um someone I I just came across a TikTok today that was like it was like a split screen of like it was supposed to be like it was a girl talking to herself but it was supposed to be like two people and someone was like she was like put your hand on this hot stove burner just do it and then the other side was like I can't do that that's hot and it switched back and it was like, well, no, you, you can physically, you have the motor skills to move your hand and put it on the hot burner. And then she was like, but I can't cause it's going to burn me. And she's like, oh, like physically, yeah, I can do it. But in my head, I'm like, I can't. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and so that's something like when I think about being industrious, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for me, honestly. I'm still trying to figure that out as like, I mean, I'm, I'm probably what you would consider like a semi-seasoned adult. I've been a, an adult for a while now, long enough. Not and a- I still don't know <laughs> what that means. Right. Well, you know, but I, every, I mean, everybody has like I said everyone has a different lifestyle everyone has I mean in the morning you you are getting up you know you get your boys up your husband is already at work you know? oh he's long gone yeah he's gone hours before that right and you have to get Mason to school in the morning right you guys so so no matter what 
it looks like you still are having a routine, like you're doing your own routine, you know? Um, so you're still doing it. You know, you have this school, this is what you need to do. And no matter what exactly it looks like, you're still, you know, I mean, I know you as a mom and I know that you are doing it, you know, you are happy when you drop him off, you're happy in the morning to see your children and you're doing the best that you can do. Yes, I will add that I, I'm, we're one of those families that I shouldn't say we are one of those families because this was my decision. Um, we're an elf on the shelf household. And uh-huh. I know you are too. So right now my routine also consists of the elf. Right. There's a huge focus on the elf in the morning. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Yeah. I, you know, this again, I'm getting off topic, but the other day I, I made a conscious decision not like I was not feeling well. I had a migraine and I was like, I'm going to go to bed as soon as the kids were in bed. I was like, I'm not moving. The elf is a problem for future me. Um, so <laughs> I set an alarm for even earlier so that I could remember to do the elf. But before the early, early alarm went off, my toddler woke up first. And so I panicked. Um, do you, do you know what I did with the elf? I do not. I panicked and I chucked it in the refrigerator. <laughs> well, it's got to go somewhere. And my my explanation when Mason woke up and went to grab a, a yogurt out of the fridge, he found the elf and I was like, huh, that is so weird. You know what? I bet he was homesick. He was really missing the North Pole. Yeah, he was cold. And it's too warm in this house. I, he I, He probably just needed to feel more at home. See, I chucked that thing in the refrigerator so hard. I was like, "What do I do?" Our elf has ended up. Um, if if I needed an emergency thing, it always goes in the freezer. So that's. I feel like that's totally normal. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I needed to hear that because I panicked and just chucked that bad boy right in the fridge and was like, "Nope." No, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so. What were you talking about? Oh, yeah. I was saying that, you know, you get them to school. Like, you you have your routine. Like, it it looks different than my routine. But it's still our own routine. Um, and we still have the same goal. You know, we still have, we still want things to try try our best, right? To be in order. We want them, we want to see our children know that like we are trying and that we are doing things um, like that we're, we're trying to work hard, right? We're trying to teach them to be hard workers um, and we are serving our household, we're serving our husbands, we're serving our children. doesn't have to look perfectly, but we certainly try. And that is the key word. We're trying. We're trying to do it with a grateful heart. That doesn't mean that we always have a grateful heart. I certainly do not. There are times where I get very overwhelmed and I just feel like I have to, you know, step outside (laughs) and just take a breath and figure out what am I doing with, what, what am I doing? Am I doing a good job? Am I not doing a good job? And you can kind of go down the rabbit hole, I think. But I like when it talks about, you know, um, strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. I love that because it's like, okay, if you have strength and you have your dignity, like you don't really, like you would kind of laugh at the times to come, you know, wouldn't you? Right. Because you're not still, that's one of my favorite verses ever. Um, my, um, I have the New Living Translation, and it's that she's yeah. clothed in strength and dignity, and she laughs at the days to come. So, same thing. Yeah. Um, and I love that so much, because it's like, she doesn't worry about what's going to happen, because she's got her strength, and she's got her dignity. She doesn't fear the future, is how I take that. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, and then it goes on to say, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. 
And so it's like she, I think sometimes like we can read these verses and it's really hard to not look at that like, oh God, she makes linen garments. And if you think about, I mean, back then linen was this like, whoa, you have like linen clothing, you know? Um, but that was something that they used so often in their clothes, but she's selling them. So she's, you know, she makes them and sells them. So gosh, she's a businesswoman too. And like, she's doing all the things, but that doesn't mean that every single day is easy. Right. Because I mean, think about like when one or half or even all of your household gets sick. Um, think about the level of industriousness that's happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't, and I think in a lot of a lot of households, um, there's a very big difference between when like mom is sick and when dad is sick. <laughs> oh yes. Uh- <laughs> um. So yeah, and like not every day is gonna be like peak performance like doing all of the things i mean life is messy and it happens um and i think it's about giving yourself grace during those times too um another thing i think we should all do and that i need to learn to be better about is changing the i have to's to i get to's yes and i want Uh, to Right. So I have, if you're listening to this, Bianca, this is, thank you for this. Um, So I have a friend. Her name is Bianca Sumner. Um, I will link her, I will link all of this on our Facebook page, um, probably Instagram too, which if you're not already following us on Facebook or Instagram or both, um, you should do it. Anyway, so my friend Bianca, she is a pastor at another church um and she's recently published a diary of sorts for moms it's called the diary of a grateful mom and it's basically like a journal with like prompts that you fill out about trying to find like the joy in in motherhood and like the everyday life and turning those i have to's into i get to's and i just think about if i did that how much different things would be and how much different they would feel like to look at things as opportunities instead of obstacles or burdens. I think there's so much that can change from shifting your perspective. Oh, absolutely. Right. Because if you, you know, I mean, most of us, I mean, you and I kind of, I feel like we're pretty similar and, you know, we're kind of, I know, I guess it's safe to say we're kind of, what, <laughs> middle-class, um, blue-collar husbands, right? Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? We're, we um, we have to live on, a you know, a budget of sorts. We have to um, be wise <laughs> in our spending, in our, you know, all the things. Like, that's what our lives look like. And I'm totally fine with that, you know? Um, and I think that it's like, it's easy for us to kind of, you know, be able to, um, I don't know, share things in common with that because we do have a similar, I don't know what you would call it, a similar background, I guess. Right. Circumstances or whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just kind of look at it as that and be like, okay, well, this is what we have, and we're, we're blessed to have it, you know. Um, it's not going to look like what everybody else has, you know. There's all, you know, they always say there's someone that has more, there's someone that has less, and, like, be grateful for no matter what you have. Be grateful. Be thankful that you have anything at all. Um, and so, I don't know, I love to, to hear that. Because Bianca is such a sweet person, and I bet you that it's amazing. So maybe I don't know. Maybe you can like link that or something for if anyone wanted to read it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will link the. I'll put the Amazon link out on our um, Facebook, and I'll figure out how to 
get it up there on Instagram too because it's like it, it's like at that time where you you find time where you make time to sit down when it's quiet and like actually write these thoughts down um which is also something I need to be better at yeah um, and it's just all about that perspective shift the turning the like oh I have to get up early in the morning and make my kids breakfast and whatever no I, I get to wake up every morning which is a gift in itself um exactly. I, I get to spend spend the morning like making breakfast for my kids and packing them lunches and getting them out the doors or whatever like if you homeschool you know I I get to teach my kids about the world like you know just shifting it and to opportunities instead of burdens absolutely and yeah so that's like what I was saying like yeah we have you know um we have so much similarity in our kind of everyday lives, you know, and we have, you know, your son goes to school or homeschooling. Um, but at the same time, like we have the same goals, we have the same things that we want for our children, for our family, for our husbands. Like we, you know, try to have a Christ centered home and we're still learning that both of us, you know, we're still learning, what that looks like and how we can grow in that. But that's the goal. Like, so when, when we, I think can see it that way, because, you know, we want our children to know about Jesus. We like, it's a joy to be able, I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm, I'm pretty certain I know the answer. I think (laughs) it's a joy for both of us. Like when we go to church and we see our kids learning and like they're excited about it and you know we know that obviously like that's all god that's i mean he's you know like he is in the room and but we know that like hey but we're 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 getting them there right and we know that's what god wants and so even if it's just a little thing like that i think like that's those are important things to try to like remember absolutely um, and like the biggest thing I think is like all we can do is all we can do. Um yeah. and give like I need to work on giving myself more credit where it's due. Um yeah. because my kids are fed and they are taken care of and the house is not completely falling apart and <laughs> you know, everyone's alive. <laughs> yes, that's some days that's the best I can do. Everyone is alive and like we may have had McDonald's for dinner and we changed from our daytime pajamas into our nighttime pajamas, but like everyone's alive on those days. That's right. (laughs) And, and that, you know what? And that matters. That (laughs) really matters. Number one, you know, and I think all the other things are, you know, fun. I mean, both of us, like in, in particular, and it's completely fine. Like, you do not have to, you know, want to be a homesteader, right? If that's not your thing, that's okay. You, like, Girl, that was about to be the next thing I just said was I was about to get into the homesteading. It's oh, like we have the same brain, but go on. Well, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, and it's it's easy for, again, <laughs> we have, I, I always say like, I feel like we both feel like this, but it's because we've like had this conversation a million times. But I know like this past summer, I really had certain goals that I wanted and they didn't all happen or I feel like um there were times where I feel like oh (laughs) like I feel like I really failed on my garden in particular you know um and I can easily be like man Rachel like your garden was just amazing which it was amazing it so, was okay. It wasn't, I mean, I've seen job. better, but we did okay this year. Better than last year. Every year is getting a little bit yes. better. But part of it was I got frustrated and I got mad and I may have pulled out some tomatoes and I probably should have let them go. But you know what? That was a real honest thing. And that's fine because we all, we all have those moments where we get frustrated and that was like a very good lesson for me because, you know, even though we didn't do great this year, next year, like next year, I know, Hey, we have a bunch of strawberry plants planted. 
they're probably going to come up next year, hopefully, because they didn't this year. They you usually know. don't in the first, like the first year is usually bad for strawberries. So right. just know that. Right. Um. But like, I need to have that perspective. Like, hey, I'll probably like, I'm probably going to get that next year, you know? And if not, if, if it needs another year, then I'll probably get it the following year. And next year I can add more strawberries and I can add, you know, more fruit plants and we can do more apple trees and things like that instead of thinking, well, I, I failed at it. I failed. I didn't do a good job. I'm a really bad homesteader. You know, instead of going down that rabbit hole, I can be like, well, you know what? I got some cucumbers that could feed my family. <laughs> and I'm proud of that. And I'm thankful to God that I got a little bit. And I can, I can be, you know, like I learned how to make sourdough. I, I, I won't go down that road with you, Rachel, but... I started making the sourdough and I feel like, okay, like I'm getting pretty decent at that, which for like, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I can, (laughs) I can give myself that, I guess. So I can be like, okay, that's cool. It's something that I'm starting to like, you know, I'm enjoying it. Um, And it's something I can feed my family. And so like, that's just like a little fun thing that I can do. Right. But to where like you did pigs this year. You know, you, you know, had meat to um, feed your family. And even though, like, I know I didn't exactly look at how you wanted it to look, like, I guess just saying, like, hey, but we still got meat in the freezer, right? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, you don't have to walk on sourdough eggshells around me. Um, <laughs> different. Everyone is good at different things, okay? And I know there's some things that I'm just not capable of and that's okay like homeschooling I I would be doing my children a disservice because especially now that like we're we're pretty certain that Mason has ADHD also sure we can't learn the same like it would we just it would be catastrophic everyone would be crying and (laughs) mostly me crying and it would just so like some things I'm just out of my depths right so that's not just send them to Aunt Jenny's house (laughs) <laughs> don't write checks that you're not ready to cash <laughs> oh. um but also like some things i'm just something like alexis rose from Shit's creek would say that's not the journey for me okay sure. homeschooling's not the journey for me but sourdough is also definitely not the journey for me and that's okay because that is okay you can make enough for the both of us and i've i've, I've accepted that i'm okay with you know that. what and that that is okay that it's completely okay, and I and I think that that um, yeah, I think that that is a really good point because you know we want to like supporting people and how they do life. I think is definitely um, an aspect of, of Proverbs thirty one, Mama, because we don't we want to look at our friends and our family and say like you're doing a great job. Like I can see that you're trying. It may look different than what I'm doing and that's okay. You know what I mean? You don't have to do the sourdough. I can make you some sourdough bagels. And I will accept that. I can serve Um, you in that way. And I can come to your son's Christmas concert. You know, I can come to his functions and root him on and be so excited for him And, you know, want him to exceed in his class and things like that. And I can also homeschool my child. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Hopefully. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I already, I I know that your sentiment, I I know that that's how you feel about it anyway. Um, But yeah, and I think that, um, I think, especially with the sourdough, like for me, I can't, I have so many things to keep alive around here already. Bread starter is not one of them (laughs) it's just not i just you gotta accept sometimes you have to accept limitations it's okay you can use the yeast (laughs) all right you can use you can use the self-rising yeast packet and it'll be all right well we're gonna survive (laughs) i did tell tim today though as a matter of fact i said you know if um the first thing i ever do like if in, in a dream world where i was able to um like be a stay at home mom again because i was for like a minute 
Um, and then our, just our path had to change. Um, the first thing I would do would be to learn how to make bagels. That's just all I would do all day is just make bagels. Cause we're going to bagel. But you can we're still gonna... make bagels even if they're not sourdough. They don't have to be sour. Yeah. I just have to find the time to, to do stuff like that. Yeah, I um, will say that does not take very long at all. It's way easier than making a loaf of bread. I'm just putting, just so you know. All right. Well, I might have to dig deeper into the bagel thing. Um, but I, I think what I was going to ask, and obviously we got into this way deeper already, so it doesn't make sense for me to ask it now. But I was going to ask if um, you or like if or how you feel um, the like homesteading journey has helped make you more industrious like obviously it has it's hard not to when you're trying to be more um self-sufficient well that's a good point i think because i mean you know like reading through the proverbs 31 mama i mean she's quelt quelt that's not a word (laughs) quite she's quite self-sufficient i mean that's a huge thing of her um personality right like she's she sounds like a homesteader I'm not yes. gonna lie to you. yeah I mean she's making things from scratch she's I mean that sounds like the life that we both wanted when we moved here and um I think you know now that we you know we have chickens we do meat birds every year I know you do the same mm-hmm. um we have our goats now which I mean that you know we got an, a larger uh, you know, animal <laughs> than like a chicken, right? So, you know, that like that's been a really fun, um, you know, experience. And I was milking her for quite a long time. She was kind of getting to the end of her, you know, cycle, which was completely fine. Um, but like I got that experience, which was so cool. And I felt very proud that I was like sourcing milk which that was something that I never thought that like I could see myself doing um and we will you know do that again we will breed our goats and you know do that process again and everything but um I think that it's making me more thankful for what I do have and also like the knowing that like I do have the ability to do more and do things that even though it seems hard Hard doesn't mean bad. And I was corrected by Heidi because apparently she's like, Tim said that first. So I was like, okay, Tim said that first. So Tim Burgess, um, yeah, I can do hard things. Doesn't mean that it's bad. So, yes, I do. I think that um, that's a really good lesson for this episode. Uh, How do you feel about it? Do you feel like you feel more industrious now that you, you know, do you have a homestead? Absolutely. I think it's impossible for me not to. Um, so we, I'm on my second year of gardening and this year went better than the last year, but not as great as I was expecting, but there's so much to learn, especially up here. We live in a very weird growing. We have a very short, weird growing season. Yes. Um, we have frost at really weird and quite frankly, stupid times of the year. Um, this year it was snowing on the 1st of May. Like it snowed in May up here, guys. Like it was, it was obscene. It was disgusting. Um, yes. And it's, it's hard to navigate like growing things like we, and I know you and I both and Emily, I think also we started seeds indoors because we were like, yes, we did. Yes. We are going to do our gardens all from seed and it is going to be great. And we are going to do the whole thing from these little tiny seeds to like food on our table. We and did. It, it went horrible. I mean, it was abysmal. <laughs> all of us, our seedlings just all died. Like I had to go out and buy they did. plants and I know you did too. And I yep. think Emily did too. Like, <laughs> um, so stuff like that. It's Fail. discouraging. <laughs> but then I also look at like, we focused a lot on meat this year. So we uh-huh. raised our own chickens for meat. Not as many as we probably should have. Hindsight 2020. But um, we did chickens. We did turkeys, which was a first for us. Not No, that was a first for me, not for Tim. Um, we did meat rabbits, which was a first for me and also not for Tim. Um and we raised hogs this year, which 
was a big goal. And the thing about the hogs, I think the hogs were probably the defining moment where I was like, I can do hard stuff because this is, this is how this happened. So, um, I'm, I'm, I might be a little bit of an impulsive person sometimes. (laughs) It's fine. Um, the plan, we had a plan. We had a plan. The plan was we were going to get our piglets in like May or June, figuring that typically takes about six months or so for them to reach butcher weight. But we also knew, like, the plans kind of changed a little bit because Tim, with his back, like, we we were like, okay, well, surgery is now happening. We didn't know when, um, but we knew we were going to try to do this. He was going to try to have the surgery over the summer because I would be done with work for the school year and it would be easier to do this during the summertime. So I said, okay. Well, let's change the plan. And instead of getting pigs in May, let's get them in March. I don't remember at what point. It was like January or so when I made this decision. <laughs> and uh, he was like, and I was like, we're going to get a, uh, like a, a breed of pig that will grow a little bit slower. We're going to butcher them ourselves like in December when it's cold enough after deer season, when it's cold enough for us to be able to process them in the barn without having a walk-in refrigerator or anything like that because we were going to do it all ourselves and that's so fulfilling and that's you know that was the whole thing and and then the surgery happened and you know the we got the pigs in march against i think both of our better judgments but but tim was like all right if you want to do this, if you want the pigs in March instead of sticking to our original plan, then I have way too many things to do on my to-do list before I have the surgery. If you want to do the pigs sooner, you're going to have to go out there and build a pig pen. And I was like, you want me to do what? And he was like, I can't build this right now. Like, I don't have time to do this. If you want this done right now, you have to do it yourself. And so I was like, fine. I will. And then I was like, what did I just, (laughs) what did I just say I was going to do? I have no idea how to do any of this. Um, But he, he explained it a little bit. He's like, it's not that hard. All you have to do is get your fencing and nail it into the, like mark out your perimeter, nail the fencing into the because like the ground was still frozen he's like all you can do is nail the fencing into the tree we're going to use trees as fence posts so they can't knock it down right um and nail up your fencing everywhere around your perimeter and then leave a spot open for me to put in a gate and that was that and so I was like okay all right fine I can do that and you know what I did it there's a pig pen out there and it held three pigs for a long time and no one broke it no one got out of it (laughs) um I did most most of it I did it by myself and I looked I look at that all the time when I'm outside and I'm like I did that yeah and that's fulfilling it was a necessity because of my impulsive decisions but you know what it lit a fire under my butt (laughs) and I did it and it's still standing and it withheld the wrath of three very sassy pigs and uh, now I'm like what else can I do I'm unstoppable (laughs) um so I think it's definitely made me realize that I have so much more potential and it may not be the same potential as you like it may not be sourdough but there's still like I can do stuff I built a pig pen absolutely um so my, I guess if not everyone can be a homesteader, right? Like not everyone is going to have acres of property and they, or they have zoning ordinances and whatever. So like, this isn't, but if there's anything you can learn to do or that you think you might enjoy doing to help be more, help yourself be a little bit more self-sufficient, like learning how to make sourdough, you can do that in an apartment. You can do that. And, you know, you can do that just anywhere. Or if you can only grow, like, 
some little potted herbs or something, grow something for yourself or do even something small that you're able to do for yourself. That, that helps so much with you feeling like I can do hard work. I can do things and then enjoy the fruits of my labor. So I recommend that for just about anybody figure out even something so small that you can do like that. Oh yeah. Um, And I think, you know, maybe, right. If you, let's say you live in an apartment and you want to start, um, you know, trying to live, you know, a healthier lifestyle and you want to start, you know, making at least some of your own food, you know, maybe you have to go to like a local uh, butcher. Maybe that's something that's important to you. You want to know exactly where your meat is from, right? Um, Or maybe you want to try to hit up all of the farmer's markets or the local, you know, stands on the side of the road, you know, like you're, you are trying to, um, like, that's something that maybe you feel called to try to do. And it's like, that's an exciting thing too. And you're, you know, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. Now, don't get me wrong. We shop at Aldi. I love Aldi. Um, we love our Sam's club, but you try to make that, you know, the best choices, the healthiest choices, you know, for your family when you can. It's all about trying to make, you know, the best choices. But maybe you want to learn to make sauerkraut. Maybe you want to make your own pickles. Like there's a million things you can do, even in like a small apartment, you know. Exactly. And it's amazing what's even something so small like that can do. Like I remember when we made our first um batch of jam together and it honestly turned out to be fruit soup like it didn't we I math my math wasn't mathing um but it was still really good on ice cream hey oh it tasted fine but But we felt like the queens of the world we were like yes we just canned something (laughs) well I will tell you I tried to make freezer jam after the see and this just shows that (laughs) it, it did not work out um I'm not sure what's wrong with my jam, but I think that maybe you just need to make the jam and I can make the bread. I feel like you know what? That's why we're such a perfect pair. Yeah, I think that that's you make the bread, I'll make the jam. Yeah, you can't trust <laughs> me to make jam. I'll mess it up every single time. So <laughs> do not ask me to make jam. Jam is not your jam. Nope, it is not my jam. I can make some sourdough <laughs> stuff. You want a nice bagel? I can give you everything bagel, but if you know, mm-mm. If you want jam, I'm not your girl. Don't ask me about that. <laughs> so, um, but I think that it's just, you know, um, and it's so fun. I think too, like looking into this, I would imagine that the Proverbs 31 woman is always wanting to learn more and has that like excitement to, you know, um, because she is a strong worker. And, you know, she's making her own food and she wants to do all these things. And I just think, like, okay, I bet you she, like, is would be the type that would, like, continually want to learn things. And yes, so, that thirst for knowledge and to never stop yes. learning new things. Yes. And I think living where we live, we have, like, these really cool opportunities because there's always somebody that you meet that, you know, you say, oh, wow, like you know, that's so cool that you are doing this or that like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Like, hmm, how can we like, like, can you teach me or maybe I can teach you this or um, I don't know, like they're, you know, so I have, I have a friend. I know you have Bianca who has this amazing journal. So um, I guess I'll tell you about my friend Gina real quick, if that's okay. So I'm going to tell you about Gina. I know that you met Gina on Sunday, finally. I did. I did. It was a very, which I'm, if you're listening to this, it was such a pleasure to meet you. Oh. Truly. Yeah. She's a sweetheart, isn't she? But yes. so when I, every time I go to Gina's house, I, I, it's, it's like so hard to describe. Like she is like my, she is who I would say, like when I think of industrious, it would be Gina. Because, you know, the last time I came there, you know, I walk in, she is with her sweet daughter and they're like getting ready to can like the 5,000 tomatoes that are in her garden that they, you know, have stocked up on her um, kitchen. 
And, um, you know, so she's working on that. She's got sourdough rising. She gets her raw milk out and she like, you know, puts, puts the cream in there and is like starting to like make butter. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Gina, like, what can, what can I do for you? And I think I cut, I helped her cut up some onions (laughs) and I'm just sitting here like, I like, I love it, you know, and she, and she does things in such a way that it just makes you feel like so a part of it. And just like that thirst for knowledge is like really in her and just there's so much grace in that household that you just like, you don't feel like, wow, you can do all these things. Like I, I don't walk in there and feel like, wow, you can do all these things that I feel like I can't, I feel like man, I can learn so much from you, you know? And I know she would say like, Hey, you know, we're all, we're all learning. We're all, you know, but I think like just that attitude that like she portrays and her kindness towards others and stuff, like, I don't know, like I I see that I'm like, okay, like, this is what I want to work towards. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah. Yeah. trading skill sets kind of yeah yeah I think is what you're yeah like you know? I can't do this but I can do that and you want to learn how to do that so let me what? show you and then you can show me how to do this and I think that if there was more of that things would be so much better yeah and I think that you know we like would be so surprised um like what skills and things that we can learn from people or what gifts they can provide. And I think that we would be probably sur- surprised too, like what we can give to them that we wouldn't even maybe necessarily, I don't know, consider, you know, like a gift that we have, because maybe it's something that we do every day that we don't even really think twice about, you know? Yeah. I, there's so many things that I can think of not so many things, but like off the top of my head that. Oh yeah. Or things that I know that other people do regularly that they wouldn't think twice about it, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, can you please teach me your ways? (laughs) Like teach me how to do that type thing. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I know that when, you know, hopefully when we get, you know, we really want to do pigs in the spring. And so I can say, Hey, well, I can go to Rachel and I can ask her, questions and she'll have that knowledge that I would like to have but I don't have right now and I can be excited that I you know can learn something from her and then I can take that into my life and that can be like an exciting new thing that I can have for my family and hopefully it will you know serve us well you guys are going to get pigs this spring well we would like to yes that was the plan (laughs) That's what I took out of that. I was like, I, I thought I told for you. Didn't I tell? I, I feel like I've told you this before. I don't. You. I mean, it was many cows and. Oh yeah. No. Then I'm it was goats, that. and then it was cows again. But then it was. Then it ended up being goats. But then it was also pigs. It, it's. We're the same way. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, uh, many cows. Sure. That. I mean, that's a dream, <laughs> right? That is a dream. That's not a reality. <laughs> You I mean, know. it's a dream for us. I don't know that that's a dream for everyone, but it's specifically, right. I think, a dream for you and I. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, uh, maybe someday. Sure, maybe someday. But no, no, we, we would just like to get a couple pigs for meat, you know, just like you did. But um, no, I think with um, a baby in June, probably a mini pig wouldn't be the, like, ideal thing. Yeah, so, Miss Ma'am, um, let's pause with a breaking news update. So you have not publicly made that information um, known on this podcast. I haven't said anything because I decided I was sworn to secrecy. Um, <laughs> I think you have something that you need to tell us. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So we, uh, we are, we are adding, uh, someone new to our little homestead in, uh, late June, but probably for me, early July. So, yeah. So we are, we are having baby number four. Baby number four to round it all out. <laughs> I'm going to live vicariously through you. And see how it goes. Mm. You forgot that part, right? <laughs> no, I omitted that 
okay. You say I go back and forth. Sometimes I say, let me just watch how you, you know, let me let you do it. And then maybe I'll think about going up from two to three. But then I'm like, eh, maybe I'll sit this one out. (laughs) But the the, the important part is, is that um, you guys are having another baby, which I'm super excited about. And I was wondering when you were going to say something about it on here. You know, I I guess because I assumed that we... um like announce it on Facebook. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I shouldn't assume that people I mean I, most of the people who listen to us are people that we know. I guess so that's why. Everyone probably does know. I'm just being dramatic. Except for that one person like Indonesia or whatever it is. <laughs> Which if you're listening, thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, and Canada, like really appreciate that. Thank you. How's awesome. she going, eh? Yeah, yeah, you're awesome. Miss Tim Hortons. <laughs> You know, that's if someone would have told me, no, I don't know that it would have changed my mind, but it makes no sense. Listen, we are so far up here. It snows like nine months out of the year. We're basically Canada, but we don't have Tim Hortons up here. Um, And I just want someone to make that make sense. Well, Rachel, I I have to correct you. We do. Yeah. But it's in Cadillac. But you know what? I've never been there. I've never, I've never been there either, and it's never on my way anywhere. No, well, no, no, and I, I don't even know where. I should say I don't even know where in Cadillac it is. I just know. Oh, that I know where it is. I just oh, forget I, about I, it. I don't all even the time. know where it is. So it's you're attached like... to a gas station in a oh. very like obscure. You gotta drive through like a bunch of farms. It's like I don't know. It's kind of in that weird like McBain. In oh. between, like you go where instead oh. of going to McBain, you go to Cadillac, and it's got it. And it's attached to a gas station right at the like one thirty one. As they are entrance ramp. I mean, we're yeah. To also breaking news, I'm sure that like again, I know sometimes on this we get a little bit off topic. <laughs> I mean, you guys still listen, bit. so I hope that like that's okay. But again, again, little things matter in our lives that we want to share. Um, Misik is getting a subway. So I didn't know where you were going with this, but nope, I love that. Just... I was like, "What else are you not telling me?" There's oh. only one baby in there. I've there's seen only the one pictures. baby. No, there's only one baby. That's it. That is very much confirmed. Yes. No. Um, I was just, I was just adding that Misik is getting a subway. Um, so that's that's something for us because they closed down the only restaurant that we really had. So yeah. <laughs> that's so we're getting a subway so and hey is getting a taco bell so look at that Gross. all right crunch wrap yeah <laughs> oh man hey hey you got to be thankful for the little things it's one of the only places that still has a dollar menu where things are actually a dollar yeah because nowhere's a dollar anymore i mean will it wreak havoc on my insides maybe but is it worth it for a dollar yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean, what what was it the uh yeah what bean cheese burrito probably? Yeah, I remember back bean and rice school. burrito. All right, yeah, you know what? I'm not mad at that. I do love the Mexican. Money can't buy happiness, but ten dollars can buy ten burritos. It sure can. About, so. It sure can. <laughs> yep. Hey. But <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so I think we should probably also. I don't know, maybe like a couple updates. So we're going to, um, next week, we're going to take, I think we both kind of decided we're going to yes. take a break from the series. We, you know, obviously do have a few more um, episodes after for what, three more? I think three yep, more. Today is number seven. So we've got three more after this. Yep. Um, I actually believe that number eight will be homemaking, I believe. I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Um, it sounds about right. Yep. So <laughs> that's how do, much I'm aware of what's going on here. Yeah, it sounds right. Sure. And we do we do have a guest. I'm not going to say her name because I <laughs> figure I probably should triple check with her to make sure that she still wants to come on. So, um, but as far as I know, we do have a guest for that. So that's going to be exciting. But um, next week we're going to do what do you call it a, a a Christmas episode? I guess you could say. Yeah, it's more um, yeah. it's just kind of taking a break from the series and, and yeah. getting more into the into the holiday spirit. spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
yeah, because Christmas is, you know, the following week. And um, I think that, it, well, I mean, it's obviously that's the birth of our Savior. So that, like, <laughs> I mean, you can't get much more joy than that. Um, but I think it's I think it's probably fair um, and important also say also to say that, um, like, we both know that the holidays can be extremely difficult for people. Um, I think that we probably both kind of, you know, have, you know, like is exciting. Like it's, it's so exciting. Um, and we love it because like we get to teach our children about Jesus' birth and all the things, but I think it's also fair to say that the holidays can bring some sadness, you know, to people and, um, that we are praying for you if you are kind of, you know, feeling that way also. Um, and for anyone that is local, this Sunday, the 17th, uh, our church, the Tabernacle in Buckley, is having a service called Blue Christmas. Um, and one of our pastors, Pastor John Williams, well, he always kind of leads it. And it's really just a beautiful service. And it's just a place for people who are grieving in some type of way. It's, you know, any, they just, you know, don't want to, they just need, you know, company and they need um, to be just surrounded by people that understand, you know, how they're feeling and they just want to kind of honor the, you know, the, the person or the people or whoever that they're just, they're missing right now. Um, I figured I would just, you know, let you guys know, cause I know a lot of you are local and if, you know, that's something that um, might be of value to you. Um, you know, just send us a message on Facebook and we can definitely, um, you know, send you the screenshot or get you the information for that. So those are my updates. So if you have anything, Rachel. <laughs> no, I think those are those are good. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned the um blue Christmas. Cause I think you're right. I think that, I mean, we get into the hustle and the bustle and all the plans and the visiting relatives and the, all the beautiful things about Christmas and the most important being, um, the reason for the season. Um, but I think it's so easy to forget sometimes that it's like a very incredibly difficult time of year for a lot of people. And, um, in, in loving, our neighbor, you know, the way that God intends us to, it's, I think it's so important to recognize that and to be there um, for those who do struggle at this time of year with grief or any other big, you know, yeah. The holidays can bring about lots of big feelings. Um, and yeah, it's so important to try to be there for one another. And, and I think it's beautiful that our church does something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad we could, um, just mention that and, um, yeah, we just hope that you guys can, um, remember to, you know, just try to be the hands and feet of Jesus and, you know, be there for your neighbor and try to remember that this is such a, it is such a crazy time of year and just like, you know, remember those little things that you can do, even if it's just like <laughs> smiling at someone at the store, you know, that looks like they're <laughs> maybe they have three kids in the cart or one kid or whatever. And they kind of look like they're maybe losing their mind a little bit. And, you know, just just to show that person kindness or open a door for somebody or anything like that, because you you never know, like those little things can make you like remember it forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think being the, and this is all going to kind of circle back around right now. When you said being the hands and feet of Jesus, I think that's some of the most industrious work that we can do. Yes. Yeah. That's some of the best work that we can do is be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. So no matter if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're a grandpa, uh, a teenager, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, just try to be the hands and feet of Jesus as much as possible, even on the hard days. Because usually I think that if we push through when we're in a bad mood as much as much as we can, right? Like everybody has feelings and they ha we have bad days and that's okay, you know. But I think, you know, just 
try try to show kindness when you can because that really does matter. That's right. Hmm. Well, I guess Rachel, do you want to take us out? Sure, I'll take us out. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> we really love and appreciate all the support and the feedback and the encouragement. Um, next week's going to be a really fun one, so be sure to tune in for that. Like I said before, <clears throat> if you're not already following us on Facebook or on Instagram, go ahead and check us out at Proverbs31Mamas. Um, and keep a lookout for, I will um, go ahead and uh, provide links to the Diary of a Grateful Mom. And I think that's all I've got. So stay tuned for next week and bye for now.